This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You're listening to Thursday Trots Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Welcome back to Trots Life, Garrard's horse and hound for all your equine essentials. I'm joined by Jonathan O'Connor. Jonathan, mate, firstly, how are you and whereabouts are you today? Um, I'm at at, at Narrowong, Toby. Um, Yeah, so we're just about 20 k's out of Portland. And I'm just about to put a couple of horses on the jogger, actually. Are you, where's, is that Melbourne side of Portland or Adelaide side of Portland? Uh, yeah, Warrnambool side, Melbourne side, yeah. Yep. Mm. Do you use, uh, you got your own track yeah. there? Yeah, I got a little jog track, but I I go down to the beach a fair bit and uh, I've got a bush behind me, I work through the bush and I go into Portland to do all my fast work, but uh, yeah, I go, go to the beach a fair bit, but I've been putting them on the jogger a bit in the last couple of weeks because I had a bit of an accident down the beach. Yeah, and uh, punctured me lungs, so I um, so I've only really been able to put him on the jogger for the last month or so. Yeah. So, so you you've gone down the beach. You're there by yourself, or did you have someone with yeah. you? I oh, by myself. My wife comes. Carol comes down a fair bit, but she didn't come down this particular right. day. And I, I was uh, driving Perseverance and leading um, Wistful Lady, and I just sort of t- I went about seven or eight, k- probably about six k's down the beach, and I t- sort of turned around, and when I turned around the the horse I was leading sort of just flipped the cart on me, mm. and uh, I didn't break any ribs. I said it was a bit unusual because I punched me lung, um, but I uh, didn't break any ribs. But I was just sort of fairly bruised up. Yeah. Wow. So mm. you hung on to the horses; they didn't get loose. No, no. So the horses went. They took off. Yeah. Horses. Uh, so Perseverance he went back to the caravan park, and I. So I walked back. It was about seven or eight k's. Oh, wow. Actually, the doctor said it was the best thing for, for me to keep moving because he said if you had a stop, you might. It wasn't. A, I didn't realise that I was sort of hurt until I got back to the horse. And when I got back to the horse, there was plenty of people helping, and the cops sort of turned up and they said we better call you an ambulance because I just started struggling breathing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, got through that, and so I've just been on the jogger a fair bit lately. So, uh, I think that's why he probably didn't go quite as well last time. But hopefully, um, he'll go right Sunday. Wow, that's mm. six k. Those horses could have ended up anywhere. anywhere. Well, one of, what happened was I was lucky. I had about five people. I was in hospital, of course, and <laughs> I had about five people. Wistful lady, she went um, couldn't find her. We found her. I think uh, I I think the accident happened around nine o'clock in the morning. I think they found her about one o'clock that day, and she got into the scrub at the beach and just couldn't get couldn't go yeah. sort of forward or back because she got into sort of really thick scrub. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're probably lucky we found it. Well, apparently, there was a horse a couple of years earlier, and it got it uh, went missing there at the beach too, So uh, and they didn't find it for a week, so. And it, yeah. was, and it was alive and okay. It was just stuck somewhere. Yeah, well, uh, the other horse, yeah, apparently it was still alive after a week, but what happened was that I think it died a day or two later because it was probably just hadn't had enough to eat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Mate, yeah. mate, take care, please. Yeah, no, that's it. So I'll give I'll give up leading the horses. I think I'll just sit in the cart and stay that stay that way from now on. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so, mate. Now, wow. So 
a little bit more about you. What got you into harness racing? We wind it back. I think it was it your dad, Vincent. Was that your father? Yeah, dad had horses. So um, my mum's father, Jack Hefton, he he um, he he trained horses and he bred horses. And uh, they started the breed. Actually, Abbey Fields is in on Sunday, and it's the same breed. Yeah. So um, Jack Hefton started that breed in about 1945. I think they bred the first one. Yeah. So it's been that, that breed's been in the family for about 80 years. Wow. And uh, yeah, they've. They, so they uh, they started, and then of course dad dad got with mum, and uh, he got the bug from um, from my grandfather, yeah. And uh, so we've sort of always been around horses, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And well, where did the name? Uh, I went back right through your career. In '98, you had your first runner, uh, Ports Chapel at Bacchus Marsh, and you had a little gap then of three or so years. You came back, and uh, Roman Rose was a first up for you for three and a half years, and it was your first winner. Yeah, no, it was good. It started off real good, but I'll tell you, I won a couple of races early. I think I went for about eight and a half years without a winner. So yeah. I had a good run when I first got down here, and then I sort of got working at the smelter, and was and it was really hard work training and, and working at the smelter because uh, you know you're doing twelve hour shifts, and it was just you were sort of never home, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I trained a horse in Melbourne, and I didn't train for a couple of years, and I got with my wife Carol, and. Um, and when we moved down down to Portland, um, I said, well, I'd like to get my license back. And she said, well, you can have a crack at it for a couple of years and see how you go. Yeah. 20 years later, I'm still doing it. <laughs> 20 years later. Yeah. And, like, you went to Kilmore the other week with Perseverance. It was a heat and final of a race. And I think I might know yeah. why the horse was scratched now. <laughs> I think it's pretty yeah, obvious. Yeah, yeah. So I had the action. It was, I, was, I was spewing it because I really uh, oh. I don't typically go that far. But I sort of thought, you know, he's got a little bit of a chance if everything goes all right. And, uh that's why I was sort of doing it. I don't mind going for a drive. If I think I've got a bit of a chance, you know. Five, and, uh, five think, hours I to think, Kilmore. Well, I reckon it took six hours, Toby. But <laughs> yeah. I came, when, I, when I was, I came back a different way. I came back on the highway. But on the way, I went through Dalesford, but it was bloody too windy and hilly. So I, um, so yeah. I went. I was with Jackie Barker, and she said, "No, you're better off to go on the highway." So it was a yeah, it was a fairly, fairly long trip. I don't, I, I don't know what. Can't remember what time. I think I headed off. Something like eleven o'clock in the morning. I think I got back about four or five in the morning. Yeah, so it was long day. Well, you used to the twelve-hour shifts from the smelter, I suppose. So it was yeah. just a little, little bit longer. Yeah, well, I say that to Carol. I do actually. I don't, don't mind driving. I don't find that hard and or anything like that. So uh, yeah, just as long as the horses go alright, I'm quite happy. What What do you do now? You're not at the smelter now, are you? No, no, I'm not. I'm just basically just working. I've, I've had a bit. I've had. Uh, Foot injuries, and I've, I've had um, both my feet fused, so I'm just just jogging a few horses, and at the moment I've got to sort of just got a bit bit limited of what I can and can't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, but I um, like I said, we go into Portland, and yeah, Perseverance is, is just a really nice little horse. We're having a lot of fun with him. You know? Well, I, I I have asked it. You had a few horses called Renoco, R O N N O C O. Yeah, what was that about? Well, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But, so, but we uh, gave it a bit of a go, but we were fine, and we weren't having any luck, and we said, no, we've got to change this. <laughs> Is that so we, what it was? We it. Yeah. Well, well, they were all that Abbey Fields family. They, there's generations and generations right back yeah, to your grandfather. Yeah, no, it's an interesting breed. So the Abbey was one of the first um, stallions to come over to Australia. Yeah. I think he came from America, but he was a Great Britain horse. Yeah, yeah. And um, th- th- that particular horse is... Uh, uh, 
this is all our breed, you know. That's where it came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you see the, uh, like Anthony's got a fair few horses with Abby in the name, and that, and that's where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Abby, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Anthony yeah. is your brother, of course, Anthony O'Connor. And yeah. uh, you've, you've had a few little cracks at cups over the years. You had a horse called Regora uh, run fourth in a stall cup, but you take perseverance to have a crack at a cup. And uh, look, if he's 100% right on a tight little bird chip track and he can get in a nice forward position, you're not without a chance on Sunday. Yeah, no, I reckon for sure. It's, it's all about getting away. But it's a great race they're putting on, Toby. Like, um, it's n- not often that these lower-class trotters get, get a chance to run in them. And I, I just reckon Birdship should be congratulated, really. It's, a, it's, just, uh, it's, it's just great to be able to... Like, usually I'm running in $4,500 races with him to be able to go to the races and race in a $10,000 race. I'm, I'm pretty chuffed, really. Yeah, well, look at the names of the trainers, mate, with all, you know, like just great people, the sport, Nick Youngson, Scott Tawney, Justin Bruin, Vince Vallelonga, Leroy O'Brien, Danny Mullen. We're not talking big names. We're not talking people that train a lot of winners, but just yeah. really good people, the sport. And whoever wins that race, as you say, it's a $10,000 race, but it's a cup as well. Like, that'll be yeah. the highlight of your career, won't it? I think it would be, but we won't get too far ahead of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, look, I'll, I'll just go and enjoy the day. But, yeah, I really do think if he gets away, he'll run a cheeky race. He's a good little trier, and he's, he's just a, he's a ripping little horse. He's just part of the family, really. Yeah, yeah and Mick Bellman's on board, and at the moment, he's winning on everything. So you've got oh, good. to... Yeah, I didn't, know how, I didn't know what his form was like, but I'll be just telling him to get to the front and improve his position. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you won't have to tell Mick too much. I've actually got a Mick Bellman racing hat on as we speak, so there's uh, there's some uh, some uh, unity. Before, so he got along pretty good with him. So yeah, should should be right there. I think it's just just a matter of getting away, really, Tony. Very good, John. Thanks for coming on, mate, and telling. I didn't know about that accident, so look after yourself and uh, best of luck on Sunday in in the Melly Bull Trotters Cup. Right. There is Jonathan O'Connor. I think we were just losing him on the line, actually. So we might have cut that at the perfect point. And I tell you what, uh, just an absolute gentleman of the sport, Jonathan, a total gentleman of the sport. And if you can find a, a nicer man in harness racing, you're doing very well. I'm, I'm, there's a lot of people at that level that would be the equivalent of, let me tell you, but uh, an absolutely lovely bike. I remember the first time I met him was at Mount Gambier and, uh, he had an elderly gentleman there, and and uh, with him, and I met this elderly gentleman. He was he's, he was Jonathan's next door neighbour, and and he told me, you know, since his wife had passed, that gentleman's wife had passed. The only thing he did in life was go to the trots with Jonathan. That was the, it was his highlight of him, and he and he was so appreciative of Jonathan taking him to the trots each time. Uh, Jonathan had a horse in, and it just gave him an interest in life. He had nothing to do with harness racing prior to that, and uh, that just that story just just remains with me over over the years. And and oh, I think of it when I think of Jonathan, and and how much uh, Jonathan and and just going to the trots meant to that that elderly gentleman at Mount Gambier. I forget his name. We're talking five or six years ago now. Let's get to a break, and we'll come back the other side. We're not too far off twelve o'clock. Still, Mick Gurren and Jamie Cockshut to come.